Hey everybody, this is the Empty Arena Podcast. I'm John, Woo! we're here with Nick and Chris. Hey now. And today we're going to be talking about Raw, Smackdown, and Elimination Chamber. Rundown, rundown, rundown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was god-awful. Yeah. So what do you guys like? It's, rundown, that's all that matters. Rundown. So what do you guys think of Raw? You know... I feel like it's. I feel like it's the same story every week. It's. It's. It hasn't ever really. I think in recent memory been anything exceptional. It's been either good or just bleh for me. Yeah. See. See. This week, it. It. I just left with a head scratcher. So where the hell does Vince McMahon come out and just be like, "Hey, you know what? He apologized. That's cool, but uh, you still suck." Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not exactly, I'm not exactly sure why they. I don't know. Took out How are they... from WrestleMania? I mean. I don't. I mean, I don't think that that's actually going to happen. I think no. it's uh, at the very least. I think it's going to be uh, a triple threat right, match. Yeah. But maybe uh, Becky will have to beat Charlotte. Maybe at Fastlane uh, to you know punch her ticket to WrestleMania. But that remains to be seen. But I just don't understand why Vince McMahon. Uh, although I did enjoy his him saying, "You're not the man. I'm the man." I don't know if you guys caught that in his promo. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, that was really that was pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. it still just doesn't. I don't get it. I don't understand why they're putting this these extra roadblocks in front of Becky just I, to keep her fresh. I don't know. Yeah, I I think that the um the the, the plan dating back from a while ago, and I I I'm not sure if I was the one that said this or whoever it was amongst our group that mentioned it, but they're was a preliminary rumor going into a few months ago that the main event of WrestleMania this year would have been Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. And I think this was before, of course, the whole Becky Lynch surgeons, you know, her, her explosion, if you will, onto the scene as, as you know, this, the, the next big thing here. And, um, now, they, I think, wanted to stick with that plan as close as they could, so they're trying to, I guess, keep Charlotte in that mix, in that conversation, and not just take her out completely. So yeah. this is their way, I guess, of of doing that. But it's it seems yeah. like they're just kind of wiggling her in, just somehow, some way. Notice how she she was the uh, the runner up in the Royal Rumble, just keeping her close the entire way to WrestleMania. Yeah. Now, do, do we think uh, do we think Becky's uh, fending off some health issues or actual knee uh, problems? Because no, I, I feel knee, like that the might be the is, case. It's well documented that the knee is a, is a worked injury, and uh, you know they've been careful with her to make sure she's not wrestling. Uh, probably before WrestleMania, or probably you know if my um, calculations are my correct. Thi- if my <laughs> thinking is right, if your calculus is on correct this point, my calculations <laughs> if my calculations are correct, uh, Becky will have to wrestle at Fastlane, I guess, perhaps against Charlotte to earn that right, and it'll be like a, you know, a stupid finish, you know, an unclean finish, shall we say, uh, and that's how it will turn into a uh, a triple threat match. But I believe the question is, how will Vince McMahon get the suspension to be rescinded by the board of directors? How? Yeah, I don't know. How? I mean, I just... <laughs> I, guys, like, this is bothering me. Like, how can Vince McMahon take this decision and, and reverse it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's maybe they'll McMahon. do a Maybe they'll do a vote of no confidence with the rest of the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, 
Who? But no, no matter who's going to be wrestling in that match at Mania, uh, it, it's sure to be a, a no-biter, and it's probably going to be really good. Oh, guess what? We'll be there. What a... Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And I don't think we will have an obstructed view either. I think we're going to have a pretty good uh, view of what's uh, going to transpire. But, yeah, pretty, you know... Pretty good. <laughs> this is this is it. This is, you know, looks like this is what they're going with. They're going yeah. with a triple threat match. And uh, I'm hoping that at the end of the day it turns out uh, to be... Um, you know, a really good match. And it's funny because I feel like it almost parallels in a lot of ways the main event of WrestleMania 20 because you had Triple H, the established champion who was running shod over everybody for months prior to that. And you had, you know, Shawn Michaels who had their time, obviously had a lot of success. People didn't really want him to win. And then you had he who shall not be named the new face in the picture who eventually won so i wonder if uh, they're gonna do something similar here so voldemort wrestled mm-hmm. yeah voldemort. Okay. L- lord voldemort default wrestled <laughs> so um yeah i mean that's you know shaping up to be something interesting so i i i have the elimination chamber card Kind of in front of me. I'm just scrolling through on my phone, as I'm sure you other guys are. But well, as far as I know, there's only three matches. It right? feels like it. I mean, you got the two chamber matches. I mean, maybe we could talk about uh, the women's uh, tag team championship match. It looks like Sasha and Bailey mm-hmm. will be starting off against Mandy and Sonya based on their respective uh, uh, six-woman tag team matches from Raw and SmackDown since they lost it looks like they'll both be starting off and um which i kind of enjoyed the, the that concept by the way both on raw and smackdown to have that it was like a triple threat tag team match and the loser would be first in or to start the match but there's no incentive for you know teams to actually tag themselves in as long as they don't lose they win <laughs> And right, that's that's, exactly, that, that's a very that's exactly John that's a very John Madden esque. Yeah, that's no, that's what happened. See, <laughs> where you know, here's a guy who if he stays away from it, nothing will happen to him. Um, but no, uh, the, um, they they had uh, the iconics. That's what they did last night. They just Thanks, hung John. out on the on the apron and and they just stood there and just looked pretty. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see how this will turn out. I, I feel like Sasha and Bailey are going to be the ones to take it. I don't know about how, what you guys are thinking, but... Yeah, I, I feel like they're pushing Sasha and Bailey to, to win it. just seems that way. They, 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 they've earned it. I, I, I think that that's the sympathetic wrestling fan would want to see that happen. They've, they've, they were the, you know, part of the four horsewomen of you know, women's wrestling. Uh, they've done a lot of firsts and they've paved the way for a lot of the people that are in that ring with them. And uh, I yes. think that would be uh, quite the tribute to uh, well, those those two trailblazers. Well, I'm going to kind of disagree with you on that one. Um, <laughs> Whatever, John. Jeez. <laughs> um, Controversy. I, I don't feel Bailey was part of the, the the revolution that paved the way for other female superstars. Definitely, definitely Sasha Banks. Later. She yeah. certainly came later, definitely, uh, but she held the fort in NXT. Yeah, okay. she she was she longer. was the transition until Asuka came along and started her reign of uh, destruction. Uh, but yeah, they uh, the four of them I know are, are 
at least as far as I understand, close, you know, outside of the business and they um, all share that bond. And, you know, we were saying how this, this tag title concept, I think, gives the women's division on both shows, as far as I understand, because the tag champs could go to both shows. That's what I understand. Yeah, yeah, because I I don't think that there's enough women tag teams to make that happen. I think it's going to be that pool of the six teams that you're looking at for a little while. Right, right, and um, you know that will uh, add a new wrinkle to to the whole roster. I mean, it, it'll I think make things a little bit more interesting on that front. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. And I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures of the tag title, but the, the female tag title belts, they actually look very cool. They do. I haven't, I haven't seen them. I, I know they've been, you know, at ringside, but I just really haven't seen a close-up look. I should let's take a look. Hold on. Yeah, they they kind of give a, an aura of like maybe the old school intercont, well, the old new intercontinental title. It looks right. like almost a little bit, and it gives a little bit of a flair, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, in two weeks, it's uh, Nature Boy's uh, birthday. Just he'll be celebrating. A <laughs> yeah, he'll be uh, cake eating, jet flying, limousine riding. <laughs> <laughs> Straight shooting, son of a gun. <laughs> oh, these are pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very different from a lot of the other titles. Yeah, they don't look like giant quarters or pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, I... Yeah, at least now they look like giant dimes because they're silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're silver and just a little bit smaller. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, other than the whole Becky Lynch apologizing to Triple H and Steph, there's really not much going on on Raw. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, Balor versus Lashley for an Intercontinental title, and um, I feel like they're going to drag this out a little bit more. Yeah. I, I don't think Balor's going to go over yet because now it's... It's a handicap match, so that may end up playing into why Finn does not yet go over. But, um, but I think that he is needs, it. Yeah. Then he needs the demon to overcome uh, <laughs> Leo Rush. He needs the demon. <laughs> My man, Leo Rush. Um, the only high point I see of Raw was the Revival match, which was fantastic. Great match, and I, yeah. I, I, they they gave them tag titles to keep them in on Raw, so they don't go to all elite. <laughs> so I, I think they kind of uh, gave them some incentive to stay. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I mean, good for them. Yeah, they certainly earned it. They've they've paid their dues. They've they've done a lot of really crappy angles, and they've they've spent so much time with the Lucha House Party. That's probably unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know, it really. Um... It really impressed me how um, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode work as a team. I, I thought that was their best match as a tag team yeah. by far no, to date. I, I certainly took notice of just how well they work together. They have very good chemistry. Um, I didn't realize that Gable was – he's so athletic. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he's, he's – I thought you were going to say he's so sexy. <laughs> he was getting to that. Those, those he, he's so sexy. German suplexes. That's exactly what they incredible. are. I was trying to think of a way to describe him, and I think you hit it on the head. A, a deadlift German suplex, because um, he's a, he's a strong dude to be able to do that. I mean, he's not lifting feathers. You know, he's lifting grown men that way. You know, it's just like, <laughs> wow. Um, but he's gonna give himself a hernia. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it. But it's good to see 
the revival getting recognition and they hopefully will now go on some sort of a run however long it is but it will hopefully generate more buzz within the tag division which desperately needs it so we could say that wwe gave the revival a revival a revival we could say that damn and you could say that wwe gave the tag team division a revival Ooh, indeed now let me ask you another question do you think that it's going to be someone uh, a team on the current roster that's going to take it from them or do you think it's going to be an up and coming team from nxt I, i i think i think heavy machinery Heavy machinery? Yeah. I don't quite understand them yet. <laughs> I, I, I don't think anybody understands them. I, I, I guess they're kind of like the natural disasters or like, like a heavily... They're like the bushwhackers. Yeah. A, a very that's, a good, heavily, that's a good comparison. Uh, but I feel like they're very heavily gimmicked. They oh, are. Yeah, no, they ha- they they do like kind of a, a, a wink to uh, the, the bushwhackers when they do one of their like elbow drops. They walk like the, the bushwhackers. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they are very, very gimmicky, uh, and, and I'm I, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the 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 guy with the really long beard that I, I don't. I think he's mute. <laughs> he just oh, makes sound. oh, Otis. <laughs> he actually in NXT. Actually, he actually talked. He actually had really? speaking lines. I, I'll never forget. There was one where they had. Um, he spoke like Damien Sandow. <laughs> they had <laughs> a, a scene where Johnny Gargano was chasing Tommaso Ciampa in, in the uh, parking lot. And Champa ran off like he got into a car. He got into happened to be a Ford, and he drove off. And Gargano's chasing him down, and Otis said, "Good Lord, it's a Ford!" Like he <laughs> threw that. So he's got you know humor. So they 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 definitely have humor to their gimmick, which is cool. I mean, they are uh, definitely on the uh, fun, loving, goofy side of of the uh, fence with with their gimmick. But yeah, they're for the kids. I I think they they are. I think I think they should I think they should be on Raw because Raw, Raw, Raw needs teams now. AOP is not really functioning right now because one of them is hurt, so that's why we haven't seen them in a while. The uh, the assholes of pain, <laughs> or AOPP. Yeah, you, yeah, know, you me. know me. Get out of my head, Chris. <laughs> Never. So yeah, we'll see okay. about that. Now the other chamber match, of course, SmackDown WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, and the newly inserted Kofi Kingston, who had a performance on SmackDown that generated quite a buzz amongst the internet community. Quite possibly the performance of his career. We're, we're talking about uh, the, uh, the internet wrestling community, uh, Smarks. The Smarks, yes. yes. The Smarks. Ma, Ma, can I have some uh, pizza rolls? <laughs> I'm big, I'm down in the minute. <laughs> So, this was cool. I was not expecting this. I don't think anybody was to have Kofi Kingston come out and, first of all, pin the WWE champion. I, I Obviously, it's, it's, it's a false... Yeah, it's a false <laughs> foreshadowing. I mean, obviously, they want to give him that, that boost, but pinned Daniel Bryan. Pinned Jeff Hardy. Pinned Samoa Joe. I thought by that point, Samoa Joe was just going to stomp all over him and... That would have still been, at that point, it would have been, okay, great. You know, Kofi you know, had a nice little run. He beat two guys more than I think, two more than I think he would have went through <laughs> initially. But um, this was really cool that they gave him this this showcase to 
be someone that looks like a threat going into this. You know? I'll, I'll tell you, when I saw Joe coming out, I was like, oh, God, he's dead. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> I thought the Joe's same thing, too. Joe's gonna kill you. Joe's gonna Joe, kill Joe, you. Joe, 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 Yeah, I thought he was dead in the water. Although, I think that was kind of a crummy pin. But I, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Kofi was almost dead at that point. Uh, you, they... In the uh, second two matches, they had to use a lot of rest moves. Yeah. Kofi was, he was running on fumes. Yeah. Uh, I by mean, the end of that exchange. When's the last time he worked like a 30, 40 minute match? You know? No, That's... it was, I think, I think it was right around 57 minutes he was wrestling for. Wow. It was right around. They Did had you tie mentioned... it? No, no, no. They mentioned like he's been in the, in the ring for 53 minutes or whatever. And then it, you know, it ended a couple of minutes later. That makes sense because when he had the, the match with AJ, the match with AJ was only about five or six minutes. And once AJ yeah. pinned him, literally right. is when Orton came out, RKO'd Orton came him, out and, and, RKO'd and that was it. And, yeah, that was done. So, yeah, you know what? I did not really stop to think to time how long he was in the ring, but it sounds like he was in there for close to an hour. Holy smokes. For close insane. for an hour. And, and had just incredibly, I mean, there was... I, I can't even think of a botch and anything that he missed. He he hit every spot. Yeah, you talk about every spot. God bless him. Yeah, there's there's a guy who's been around for 12, 13 years, mm-hmm. maybe even more. I can't. I, I mean, definitely mid two thousands when he came around. The, the guy Kofi's been around a long time. He's he's, yeah. he's a veteran. <laughs> it's hard yeah, to believe. No, I, I mean, I remember I, when you know we were you know all all of us were just hanging out at the time, just getting back into wrestling. And Kofi was one of the prominent mid carders. I was like, wow, this Kofi Kingston guy is really cool. <laughs> yeah, he was feuding with Randy Orton. Um, yep, two thousand uh, and, and I was two thousand and seven. Two thousand seven. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. About eleven, twelve years. But you know, I was thinking yeah. during that match, he has had. A real nice career someone that is not incredibly well known before he was with the the new day he's not like a household name but to a lot of wrestling fans who appreciate the business have been around the business for a really long time you have an appreciation for the kind of character and the and the, and the spot that he fills on the roster he's a veteran guy he's had a couple of you know championship runs with the u.s title and the five-time tag team title uh holder uh, he he's had a real nice. He's even had a couple of opportunities at the WWE Championship belts that you know he's lost, or they they needed him to step in and 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 you know run a feud with a top guy, and he's been able to do it. Right, absolutely. I think he also had some Intercontinental title runs, if I'm not mistaken, at least yeah, one. I remember. I, I, uh, yeah, he, he was always a reliable mid card guy. Always. Got a bone thrown to him occasionally to mix it up with the uh, main event guys, which is nice. Yeah. So he, yeah, looking back, Kofi could, you know, you could say he's had a very, very solid career. And um, someone that I think everybody on the roster appreciates having around. He's a leader, I think, you know, in the locker room. Been around the game long mm-hmm. enough to coach a lot of the young guys. So good for him. Good for him. And good you, to see And you heard it here. For her, you heard it here first, folks. That he's going to be a uh, a Hall of Famer one day. Who said it? I hope so. <laughs> I did. Okay. I hope so. I I just he, he he's actually pushing forty years old. Yeah, he's been around a long time. Uh, so you no, know, he's he's a borderline Hall of Famer. 
Yeah. I, I in my opinion, I I think that they'll you know, it'll be a little while. It's not like he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer as soon as he retires, but I think he'll get in. That's it. That's if all the uh, the sports journalists uh, vote him in. That's right, seventy five percent. Yeah, I, I imagine the process uh, of getting into the WWE Hall of Fame is a lot easier than <laughs> professional sports. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, overall, I, I would say my prediction for this match, all in all, Brian retains, and uh, I'll tell you, I hope it. to God that Samoa Joe has a better showing in this match than he's. I I, I hope that he's either in the top two, top three. I can live with top three, but he has to have a strong, you know, I, I, I think that uh, Kofi will last a little while. I think he'll do a bunch of spots off of the, those little pods. He'll, he'll have a good match because now the fans, they want to see him because they, he, he looked very strong in, in, in uh, SmackDown. Uh, but I think that you have Matt Hardy. I'm sorry. No, not Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Uh, he's you go. your jobber here. He, he's going to go out relatively quick. Chris, you started to sound like uh, Mike Adamley. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Harvey. <laughs> but uh, it makes me wonder how, if Mustafa Ali was still in this match, do you think they would have given Mustafa Ali the same gauntlet showcase that they gave Kobe? No. No, he, he's not established enough yet. I think so. I agree. I don't think he would have got the same thing either. I think this was just this an opportunity just that they took advantage of to give someone who is well-established and, and a well-respected member of the roster, a, a nice showcase. So good for them. The, the, the switch up, I guess, seems to have worked in this, in this regard. Um, yeah. And no, he's the only one of them that could really pull that off, to be honest. Yeah. Let's see. Looking down the card, I mean, Lashley and Leo Rush and versus Finn Balor. We already kind of touched My on man, that. Bobby Lashley. There you go. That's for you. That's for can't, you guys out can't there. have a show without a Leo Rush imitation from Chris. I think it's part of our format. Now. I, I think we're going twenty. I think we're going twenty-four episodes strong with that uh, with that imitation. The streak lives. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot Raw Women's Championship. Yawn. Yeah. Well, what's gonna happen here? I mean, is there really much to to talk about? I think it's a filler match. I think the story, yeah, yeah this so the yeah. story that overshadows <laughs> this is is Charlotte Becky Ronda. Yeah, they'll be Charlotte in the vicinity. Yeah, Charlotte mentioned that uh, uh, she had bought a ticket for Elimination Chamber and she wanted to scout out her competition. So you know that she's going to get involved. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully Becky gets involved, and uh, but hopefully Ruby Riot is far away from that belt. Well, right now, I mean, they're, they're, she's definitely going to be away from it. But you have to hope that maybe this will uh, motivate her. I mean, if I were in that position, I would say, you know what, everyone's talking about these three other women, and I'm basically being considered an afterthought, and nobody is even paying attention to me or caring about my involvement in this match. It's kind of a shame, but... Sometimes that happens. You know, you, there's only room for so many people at one point, and yeah. um, she just Ruby just happens to be this sacrificial lamb, if you want to call it that. So, for now, this is uh, the hand that she's dealt, and hopefully, they give it a, a decent amount of time for a match. 
We'll see. Yeah. I mean, let's see what she can do. Let's see if she can hang with, you know, some of the more high-profile uh, people on the roster. Right. I believe Ruby Riot has been around wrestling for a number of years. I think she was on the indies for a while. Yes. So uh, it's not like, again, mo- most of these new faces, that they're not necessarily new to wrestling. I mean, they can be, I believe, trusted to put on good matches, but it's all chemistry, as we all know. I mean, you could have two people in there that have been around a long time, but can't put on a good match because they don't have enough, spend enough time together. So we'll see how it plays out. But um, moving on, we've got The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. I actually liked the uh, segment last night with The Miz and Shane and The Usos in the ring. That was a that was a cool yeah, exchange. It, I it got it. a little heated. It did. It, it get a little heated. Uh, I, I I love that. The, I mean, you, you see at the end, the Usos with the super kick. You know, they go over on the go home show. What does that usually mean? That the Miz and Shane are going to find a way to steal it. They're going to find a way to steal one. They're going to go over. Uh, we've seen it a million times. I, I just don't see the point of uh, taking the belt off of Shane and Miz just yet. Uh, I think they'll probably ultimately lose it at WrestleMania. Media, yeah. um, I could see where that can you know, start to, to begin a feud between mm-hmm. those two. But I, I'm actually having fun with the, the face turn. I, I, I kind of enjoy their chemistry, the McMiz TV. Come on, that's brilliant. Yep. It it actually is playing out pretty well. It took a little time to develop, but uh, now it seems to be coming into its own, and they're really uh, working really well together. Uh, and I mean, on... I'm still thinking that there's going to be a heel turn. I'm, I'm waiting for it. At some but point, I definitely think... I definitely think there has to be. Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. It's possible. A- April, what is it, April 7th is going to be Monday? Uh, April 8th would be the Monday. But it's interesting because there's been talk about the Usos contract running up in April. And mm-hmm. all this talk about AEW. <laughs> Remember last week, I think I uh, confirmed the report that my mother is signing with AEW. Uh, they, they, faxed, they, they faxed her the contract uh, a couple weeks ago. I think she signed it. And um, why would the Usos want to leave WWE? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know either. For, for an unchallenged, unknown like AEW. Well, that, uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard... Um, AEW sold out their very first pay-per-view the same day in Las Vegas. Uh, the pay-per-view is called Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Is it the same day as WrestleMania? Um, no, I don't this, know. This is in, I think, in the summertime, this event. That would be dumb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't think they're that adventurous yet. But they, but they sold out They sold out their first pay-per-view within, like, supposedly within an hour. Um, mm-hmm. And that. They, they're claiming that tickets are bought across all 50 states uh, and and I think they said 10 or 11 other countries including Canada, Germany, Italy, Japan. Um, so I, if this is an indication of wherever whatever they're doing or however they're moving along or, proce- or processing, um, uh, this might actually be a sign that they that they have power, they have money and they may actually be a good contender for WWE. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, yeah. I think fans are 
interested. They read the same articles that we do. Uh, they're seeing the names that are being rumored. They're seeing the people that are actually uh, signing. Right. And I think announced was Kenny Omega versus uh, Chris Jericho. I think the young – is it the Young Bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. The Young Bucks are uh, going to be in action as well. So people are interested. I think people will give a listen uh, or give a look-see if they market it right. Uh, and they don't charge ridiculous amounts of money for this pay-per-view. I stand, hoping that. I stand corrected. AEW Double or Nothing sold out in four minutes. Four minutes. Oh, you were that. that. You were well, that which is which is pretty respectable considering. Yeah, it's well, pretty good. <laughs> considering when we go to get raw tickets on Ticketmaster, you can't even get them at 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Yeah. And you got to have a pre-sale code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta love Discover Card. Yep. Uh, <laughs> One of our sponsors. <laughs> we think. <laughs> no. But no, they're not. Um, AEW, I know, is working on trying to get a TV deal too, so that's going to be a big thing for them. But again, I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to be able to invest their time and loyalty into a good product, as I think any fan of of the business would they want to have choices and variety and and there is right now new japan there was for amount of time lucha underground i don't know what's going on over there there's controversy about them not even coming back for another year i haven't really looked into it too much but there is variety but this i think with aew this really on a domestic level i think that's the key difference this is a domestic american based company that would be other than ring of honor an alternative to wwe not a competitor i think that's the key thing here because i don't think anybody really is in line to compete with wwe because wwe literally is wrestling right now as far as their market share and whatnot but um again it's just something to take a break from sometimes the monotony that you get plagued with with wwe's programming yeah so we'll see what happens i mean they still have to build up their roster and yeah it's only like three matches scheduled um, yeah there's actually five matches scheduled what? um yeah and they are <laughs> top to bottom uh adam page versus pack or formerly known as uh neville. adrian neville Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yep. okay. SoCal Uncensored versus SEMA and two to be, uh, to be announced participants. And SoCal Uncensored features Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and Christopher Daniels, all former uh, Ring of Honor guys, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega and Jericho, as Chris said. Uh, the next ones, I don't know who these guys are. Dr. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray in a triple threat match. And then Cody Rhodes versus a participant to be announced. So they, they do have the matches set up. They're still, I guess, waiting for people to get signed. I read a blurb recently that Cody Rhodes had knee surgery. So yes, I, I read that too. If, what his involvement will be. But, again, once he's healthy, if he's actually a, an active competitor, which would be nice to see because he really made a name for himself in such an incredible way. It was to a level I don't think anybody really anticipated. And it's a shame because we all knew how good he was 
when he was in WWE and how talented he was, but um, he really took it to a whole other level by going out on his own and literally becoming, in a way, like his father, a booker. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so funny how that kind of comes around full circle in that family. Good for him. There wasn't there wasn't room for him on the on the show. He was you know stardust. Which was yeah. a, a a fun gimmick. He made it. it he made it work. Serious. I think as good as, as as he possibly could. That's what really was so special about him. They took any. They gave him anything, and he he just ran with it. It's just yeah. something you have to admire. It's hard. I can't, I can't imagine how hard it is to do something like that, knowing that you have your own vision for what you want to do and how you want to portray yourself, but yet they confine you in a way within these limits that can seem so juvenile and corny but he made it work as best as he could and he has nothing no, to i agree some of those of. some of those promos uh, were a lot of fun they they were they were funny uh, yeah. but and, and you know his his in-ring work speaks for itself he, he was always a, a great in work uh worker i used to uh, we used to joke with um andrew and i'm sure we all kind of <laughs> remember at the time when uh, Legacy was around and it was him Orton and uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. and how we mm-hmm. were like ah Cody will probably just be a mid-carder DiBiase looks like the one that's going to be a main eventer <laughs> and uh, I was like yep. eh, there's a reason why mm-hmm. I don't yeah. book mm-hmm. this is the reason why I don't work for uh... <laughs> but you know you try but, so um... And the other two matches on the card, one of which is Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. And... I was still talking about Elimination Chamber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went off on quite a tangent. but. Um, <laughs> and then Akira Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight title, which is looking like to be a kickoff show match. So right. yeah. They are what they are. I don't think there really isn't too much going on that it's significant. Only other thing I will comment on about uh, Monday Night Raw, and I've always been a big fan of him. I admire him. I think he will go down as one of the greatest of all time, and I mean this in the most respectful way. But I think Kurt Angle really has to hang it up as soon as possible because he just looks. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like he can't even move his neck, his upper body. He just seems so stiff. Yeah, it's like you could say stiff. This is explicit. Yeah, stiff. <laughs> But he looks, he looks erect. Yes, erect. <laughs> what a dick. He, he looks like he's one. Dick. He looks like he's one bad bump away from being a paraplegic. Ooh, yeah. God, don't say that. God forbid. No, no, of course you don't wish you don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> no, obviously I but don't. But it's just scary, just like looking at is, him. It is. No, I completely agree with you. He uh, doesn't have that same fluidity. It almost looks as if he's in pain. Yep. Or is about to have a heart attack yep. each time he's trying to do a <laughs> yeah. German suplex, or well, you know, he can't. He can't even get the the Olympic slam up. Well, I, I think this is a swan song for Kurt Angle. The, yeah. this, no, this, this, and I hope it is, and I hope that he I, does. I, I have a feeling after WrestleMania, he's going to hang up the tights and uh, call it a career. Yeah, I mean, he'll he can do some backstage stuff. He can yeah. be a producer. He could do if 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 he wants to remain in the wrestling community. Uh, I think that he would make a lot of money at uh, you know, autograph signings and such for a lot of the big promoters, but I, I think that he wants to stay within wrestling. I think so too. I mean, he 
cleaned up his act. He tremendously got himself, you know, straight, you know, between, you know, everything that he had to go through with his his uh, painkiller and alcohol uh, consumption. I don't know if he was an alcoholic. I know he had some kind of substance issue, but cleaned up his act, got himself together, got back into the good graces with WWE, became an on-screen character. I mean, there's there's so much that he can hang his hat on as far as having a great career. I mean, he's arguably among one of the best wrestlers, pure wrestlers, because he was an actual wrestler. And it's um, very rare that you see um, guys and or girls that get into the business almost seamlessly as he did. So um, I salute Kurt Angle, and I am hoping that uh, his last match, which presumably is at WrestleMania, is a good one. I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. And in other sad news, uh, Pedro Morales, a WWE Hall of Famer, passed away this week. He was 76 years old. Uh, for those of you who don't know who he is or what he did with WWE at the time, WWF. WWF. Um, he was the very first <laughs> Triple Crown winner, uh, meaning I believe he won the Intercontinental title, uh, tag, tell me, title. tag titles and, and heavyweight, the, right? Yeah. The when they were the main title at the time. Right. Um, there was, he had actually had a, a, quite a few cool matches, uh, in the seventies. He had a match at Shea Stadium in, uh, in Queens in, uh, against Bruno Sarmartino. Uh, there were 22,000 people that attended that, uh, match. Went 75 minutes before it was ruled a draw because of an 11 p.m. curfew in Queens, or in New York City in that case. Hmm. Uh, he defeated Ivan Koloff for the WWE title in 71, and he kept it for a whopping 1,027 days before yeah. losing it. Yeah, before losing but- it to Stan uh, Stan Stasiak. No relation to Sean Stasiak, I don't think. <laughs> uh, That's when they wrestled at, at uh, MSG once a month. Yeah, we won like thirteen matches. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's when they pulled the giant microphone from the ceiling. Yeah, and Howard Finkel was still there. I think so. The Fink. Yeah, uh, he also was a tag team champion with Bob Backlund, uh, and that basically closed out the uh, the Triple Crown winning. Uh, and he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 1995. Oh, so, how about that? Condolences to his family. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm actually scrolling through. Uh, I, I've seen a meme with Kofi Kingston saying, "If you haven't been watching wrestling long enough to know that Kofi Kingston used to be Jamaican, then don't talk. Don't don't even talk to me." <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That don't remember. Uh, there was a very famous uh, segment on, I believe it was Raw, where Triple H was. Uh, we're talking to a lot of the rookies. Uh, or some of the undercard guys. And at the time, Kofi Kingston had a Jamaican accent. And he famously didn't use the accent when he was on the microphone. And Triple H called him out and said, didn't you used to be Jamaican? (laughs) In front of an arena full of people. Uh, This is going back to the, I guess you said it was 2007. It's got to be right around that time. No, I think it was. I think it was more around like 2010 or something like that. Oh nine. Yeah, it's got to be around there yeah. somewhere. Didn't but, you have uh, an accent at one point? Did, didn't you have an didn't accent? Didn't used to be uh. Jamaican. <laughs> I forgot the uh, exact line, but um, yeah. Leave it to Triple H to cut the poor guy's balls out from underneath him on live <laughs> TV. Yeah. That was so. it. 
Well, I uh, think that will end our podcast. No, 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 you don't do that. I do that. Today in Wrestling History in 1997, February 13th, during a special Thursday edition of Monday Night Raw from Lowell, Massachusetts, WWF World Heavyweight Championship holder Shawn Michaels, allegedly suffering from a knee injury, vacated the title. During his speech, Michaels claimed that he lost his smile and needed time away from wrestling. In 2006... Wearing uh, an olive green suit, by the way. Yes. In 2006... Leave it to you to remember that. uh, During an edition of Monday Night Raw, WWE shocked the world by announcing that Bret Hart would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. However, Bret Hart did not appear at WrestleMania. Uh, 2007, former NWA uh, champion Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, uh, was officially announced as being inducted into the Hall of Fame during WrestleMania 23. I'm going into the Hall of Fame, Daddy. It's going to be amazing. And in 2008, Mattel announced that they acquired the rights to WWE's Master Toy Licensee. They have been with Jack Specific for years. Uh, and had filed a lawsuit against them, um, which was dismissed in December of 07. Uh, they accused Jackson of bribery to win their last licensing deal with WWE. By the time that happened, Jax had a deal with TNA. Huh. And that was it. Not, not much really happened uh, today in history, besides Shawn Michaels losing his smile. In an olive suit. Which, which I don't think he ever found. <laughs> Did he ever find a smile? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he did. But he couldn't find his eyes. He found Jesus. (laughs) He found Jesus. That he did. He found Jesus. Yep. And on that note, now I'm closing the show out. Are we going to close the show out now? I think we are. my ass. Ooh. (laughs) So, so, uh, for those of you listening out there, like, subscribe. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Email us if you have any questions, concerns, comments. Um, You know all the information. And uh, don't forget to like us on iTunes. Rate us. It helps. Good night, everyone. All right. Peace out, everybody. Later. Later.